from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Confess or not to confess? That is the question. <laughs> I want to say, hey, we're right back after just a week. But then we'll be lying to our fans. You're giving away the trade secrets already? I can't help it. It feels like forever since we've been in here. It does. And we've had an extra day delay. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> it's tennis season for me, so that, you know, jams us up. Because it's such great weather. And. And I don't know, Corey does nothing. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> what were you doing last week? Uh, I was available. All maybe, right. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't. I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't think so. <laughs> Who knows? I've got 15 teams I'm captaining slash, co- slash coaching, so I'm never available. And to be honest, did they really miss anything? I mean, the tennis was pitiful. There was nothing. Oh, we were at the, I was at the Challenger final. That's where I was. Oh, that's right. But we recorded that day. That was so. That was so we were here last week. Oh, it just seems like forever. Yeah, because one day—that's <laughs> how much I missed you. Yeah, one day I can't take it. Oh boy, well we got some tennis to talk about now. Yeah, we had a lot actually. Well, I mean that's relative. <laughs> By the way, I'm already seeing tweets about disparaging prize money, even though. They don't account for different. It drives me insane. The (laughs) levels are different. It drives me insane. Well, yeah, because the three men's tournaments weren't all the same prize money, I'm sure. Right, to each other. Right. Right. Welcome to the Tennis Revolution podcast. Oh, yeah, Uh, that's right. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, we've complained so much about them having so many tournaments on the same week, but that, for some reason, didn't bother me this week because it was like three totally different tournaments. When I get annoyed, it's like two of the exact same tournaments in two different places. Right. These are like three completely different levels and surfaces well i'm just glad they finally decided you know what we need to start the indoor hardcourt season and get this thing moving because november is too far away right indoor hard then outdoor hard then outdoor clay then so here's outdoor the grass. thing is it my fault probably it might be my fault not tennis's fault that there is no real coherent situation <laughs> well, it can't be your fault because you don't you didn't no, no, control no. it. Is it my fault for assuming that's how it should be and or that's how it is, but then it's really not? Because golf <laughs> golf doesn't care. They just sort of go wherever. Well, they're no, their best players in America, in North America, are playing here. Right. Their best European players are playing in Europe. Yeah. By the way, Corey's looking at me like an idiot because I'm pointing towards <laughs> Europe. I'm not sure if that's where Europe is. I was going to say towards Europe is debatable. Is that towards Europe? No, I have no idea. <laughs> me either. We gotta, we'll, we'll work on the cardinal direction. <laughs> You're the geography man. Well, yeah, I guess. But I was never a Boy Scout. I never learned to <laughs> you know, see what direction it is. But I think, would you, have, would you be okay if the Australian was indoors then this would just be one long indoor season from November to February, and then it'd be okay, right? Well, no, because it can't end on a New York Open. It's got to end. It's got to end. It's got to build to something. On the Australian. Right. Well, that would be ideal. Well, yes. we've talked about it already. The Australian series needs to start in December. Right. And then the French series, you need to push the French a little closer to, you know, any time. Uh, I mean, it's not until, dude. It's how many months away is the French? It's ridiculous. Yeah, like four at least. But golf makes no apologies. Yeah. Like they have a whole, I don't even know what's going on. But they kind of do what we talked about. We talked about maybe tennis should have like a regional series and then they just come together for the big events and that would make the big events seem more appealing. Yeah. But I mean, they don't have We've a, pro- talked right about now the before? big events are big or big enough. That's the problem. The big events aren't the ones that are struggling. It's small events. Right. The big events don't need to be any bigger. Huh. Yeah. I mean, you know, you always hated the fact that they have multiple 250s, for instance, all at the same time. Right. I don't. Well, especially if they're the same surface. Well, I don't lament the fact, how about that, that they have 250s at the same time as long as they're far, far away from each other. Yeah. Because you have guys that are literally a day away from being in a Challenger. Now they're in a 250 and they've got to travel all over the place. So. 
if you have a 250 in the U.S., you've got a 250 in the Middle East, you've got a 250 in wherever, at least it, you know, helps to defray the cost for all that travel. Yeah, no, this kind of worked out perfectly this this week. You had a South American tournament, you had a European tournament, and an American tournament. Right. So you had all three, you know, categories, and players could kind of make the best decision for themselves. And it made it kind of fun for us as viewers because it was like three different time zones. There's always something on that was live or close to it. Did you see me making a face in here? <laughs> this is the worst tea from Starbucks I've ever had. I don't even know what concoction it is. Well, if I had it, it'd be the worst tea I've ever had because I've never had tea that I liked. Well, you're a loser. <laughs> and I haven't had tea in about 20 years. So the New York Open, wonderful event in and of itself. But I think it's my fault for trying to connect it to anything else. And nobody else does, maybe. Well, it, it does seem comical to have something called the New York Open, which by name sounds really big. And then you look at the draw and like when it is and you're like, oh, <laughs> like New York Open sounds huge. No, what it is, is it's the video game version of the U.S. Open. <laughs> right. But they can never call it the U.S. Open because of licensing. So yeah. they used to call it the New York Open. <laughs> right. And the Melbourne Open. Yeah, exactly. And the Paris Open. But yeah, I, I don't. London Open. Okay. I mean, I get what they're get trying to do, but. I mean, the problem is, what are you going to do? Are you going to have all, because Australian and French are so far apart, are you going to have five months of clay court tournaments leading up to the French? No, of course not. But if you smush the French closer. Right. Well, I think even, why wouldn't the year end with the Australian? That's your last term of the year. Yeah. And then you have two months break, (gasps) January, February. I knew I had you here for a reason. And then you start spring break Indian Wells. That is wonderful. Although Indian Wells is on her court, exactly. but still. Exactly. <laughs> it's dumb. What a dumb idea. Well, you've said all along, we could do Indian Wells could be any any week of the year. It wouldn't matter. Right. It's perfect weather. Yeah. And Miami, and Miami same thing. Yeah. A little bit. So, I mean, those could be part of the U.S. Open series now. Man. They should be. I don't know why they're not. I mean, that'd be a lot of hardcore Man. tennis to squeeze into that. The Australian Open would be the fourth. And it'd be like a fiscal calendar. Right. Who cares when January is? It's it's not, that's not what it's about. Yeah, I guess you'd still have to have the year end after that at some point. But yeah, well, we got plenty of time. That's obviously. true. Yeah, it could be February first week of February, and then you still got four months until the French Open. Well, how about this? How about we start doing that? <laughs> how about that? Right. That'll we'll have our own ranking system. Yeah. 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 Like you did, like your fantastic right. uh, draw situation. That experiment worked out like a charm. <laughs> Let's uh, eliminate all the players the first week. That was a great idea. <laughs> it just didn't come through. Um, yeah, so I like it. So the French Open opens the season. Right. That's wonderful. I mean, the French Open series, at least. Yeah. You yeah, still yeah, have yeah. your four to six week, you know, warm up period that we like. Well, if we still need to slide the French sooner just a hair right just a hair well that would be easier now if like three weeks maybe we didn't have miami and indian wells in here right you could three weeks maybe like Um, memorial day weekend and then you've got actually more than a half you know you know half tournament to lead up to wimbledon yeah that's absurd you could have it end on memorial day weekend which again not that they're catering to american audiences but you know that's a good time because people are out of school they have more time to watch yeah travel there even if they wanted to they should cater to us <laughs> we deserve it for That's no right. reason but yeah then you have you would have your four weeks for wimbledon kind of which is what you want and then Wimbledon ends you've got a six to eight week for uh you could start the u.s open on labor day weekend so do you want to talk about men's tennis in this first segment sure and here's why <laughs> it was more exciting but only because you were there right and then you were like what was that line you said before we started recording I don't know. I wasted it. Oh, <laughs> you said you watched the Dallas Challenger. No, I said watch Dallas New Challenger in New York. It was the same, the same guys, which yeah. was probably not exciting to anybody but me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is cool to see those guys you just saw in person. Like, you know, Schnur, who made the final, excuse me, uh, <laughs> made the final. He had never won a tour match ever and made the finals of an ATP 250. Woo-wee. So to me, those are the kind of stories that are exciting in tennis that we don't ever have hardly anymore. So you had somebody go from never winning a match to a ATP final, and he was so close to winning the final, it would have been a bigger story. Yeah. But even Opelka winning is a big story, too, so it was really a no-lose situation, except he had no star power in the final. Future star. Listen, two, see, to me, though, 250s, I think, are very close to the same mentality you should have watching a challenger. Right. You know, which is, that was a 125 or 150? 125. 
Yeah. Um, you should have the same mentality, which is I'm not here to see star power. I'm here to see professional. I'm here to see the top 1% of 1% of human beings on the planet. Right. I and mean, there's 7 billion people almost on the planet, and there's 750 ranked professional tennis players. Well, and they had Isner. You do the math. No, you can't. Neither can I. <laughs> but whatever. But they had Isner, who was top 10, is top 10, and he's there. But then Tiafa was the next seed. So really, Isner didn't need to be there. Outside right. of that, it would have been more normal. But I mean, is that really the, who they're wanting to see anyway in the final? They're not going to see Isner in the final. They have to know they're seeing up and coming right. players younger. You know, the McDonald was there. So it was, it was not a star studded field, but hopefully you got to see some future stars. That's what I liked about it. Well, and if they'd start marketing 250s that way, maybe they'd do a better job in terms of selling them for TV or what have you. I mean, yeah. how many 250s do we see live on TV throughout the year? I don't know. Yeah, not, I mean, not it seems to be more lately, but they didn't used to show them as much at all. Yeah, so I mean, it's got to be what it, what it actually is. Stop trying to be something you're not. Well, yeah, and we talked about that with the Dallas Challenger. They're, they tried to get by on star power, too, and it's like, and then look what happened in the final. When you make your whole yeah. plan to mark the stars and none of them make it to the final, well, then how do you sell the final? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of difference between a 125 and a 250. As a matter of fact, one level. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, do the same thing. Uh, maybe cooler cities. No offense to Dallas, but, you know, you're in New York City. Right. At Nassau Coliseum, which I think is the old home of the New York Islanders. I only know that because they were showing the jerseys of the Islanders nah, at some point. Uh, let me tell you something. I don't know how many New York fans we have, but I hate <laughs> your stupid Islanders. I hate them. I'm a Pens fan. Let's go Pens. I hate the Islanders so much. But that being said, wonderful tournament you had at the yes. old Islanders spot. Um, yeah, and again, uh, it doesn't fit into whatever is going on, but maybe maybe 250s don't need to. Right. Maybe they need to change it to, you know, one. So, like, for instance, the U.S. Open situation, Indian Wells leads it off, and then you've got a bunch of Cincinnati types. Right. And then you finish it with, you know, another 1,000, and then go to the U.S. Open. Or or a 1,000, and then maybe cram a 500 in between right. for some of the people that need to get a little more. Yeah, I mean, I think... It is funny watching these players all, you know, they all gravitate to whatever surface they like. So you had Chechenato won the, the clay court tournament in uh, Argentina. And, you know, he'll, he's going to play every clay court tournament he can between now and the French. Whereas you got guys like, you know, Isner and the American guys, they're going to play every hard court tournament that's offered until, you know, they can. So well, at least it of, makes sense that the French is next. Right. So all of our guys should be, you know, just slogging away on clay right now. Which they, but they can't because you got Indian Wells in Miami in March. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So if they go practice on clay now, then they got to go play the two biggest tournaments left on hard court until July. So yeah, it's just kind of strange. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they could do if they've got it so so sporadic now. I don't know how they could do it. Yeah, I think it hurts us to not have a defined season. I mean, every and it's not just America, people. All right, we have international fans, and we know America is the best. I get it, <laughs> but we also know that that bothers you. We get that too. But uh, it's not just American sports. I mean, your dumb soccer, football. Uh, they have defined seasons, right? Now they have about nine different seasons because <laughs> first you play for your team, and then you go play in a league, and then you go play another league, and then you play for your international team, and then you go play for your uncle's team. It's a mess. But there's defined seasons, right? It's like, imagine having a playoff round one of the playoffs and then, okay, then we're going to go play a couple more regular season games and then go back to round two of the playoffs. But it's not even that. It's the way tennis works is you have the regular season and then you have the first Super Bowl. Right. That's the Australian Open. Then you have some preseason games. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to New York Open. (laughs) I hate the Islanders. So then you have preseason. Now you 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 mess around. You play some really important games, right? Then maybe a Pro Bowl, which I what I call Don't Indian Wells. Pro Bowl will be worse than the preseason, exactly. <laughs> um, but you get paid bigger for it. That's right. why you know it's like <laughs> Indian, the best players are there and yeah. they they play doubles. So Indian Wells is kind of like the Pro Bowl, <laughs> and then they get back into the regular season of right. clay, and then they play that clay Super Bowl, and then. Then they play a strike-shortened format on grass. (laughs) (laughs) 
And after that's over, and we claim that, yeah, you just won because it's grass, and uh, nobody likes grass. Right. But the hallowed ground, of course, is on grass. It's a weird... <laughs> So then we uh, then we get into the actual real season leading into the true Super Bowl on hard courts. Right. What a dumb tennis is so dumb. Yeah. And even if you made Indian Wells the fifth slam they've talked about, that wouldn't make any sense because you still have Miami after it. You'd have to switch Miami and Indian Wells, and even then it wouldn't make a difference. Didn't Indian, didn't Miami get downgraded? Oh, did they? I think so. I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe I think that was just on the women's. Oh. I think the men's is still a oh, thousand, but the women's obviously because nobody. <laughs> and so yeah. we'll hear about the prize money being less for that later. Um, Do people realize it's two completely different entities <laughs> in charge of those? Like the, it's literally not the it's not Djokovic and the player council deciding on what prize right. money is on well, the women's side. Well, like if Taylor Swift has a concert in the stadium of the Super Bowl the next night, does she get paid the same as they did in the Super Bowl? Like it doesn't matter. It's two different. Right. Just because they're in the same location. Over the same time period, what does that matter? Or how about this? The Super Bowl and then the Puppy Bowl. It's not, they're not getting paid. <laughs> you just compared to... Uh, <laughs> Oops, I didn't mean to. I swear I didn't mean to. <laughs> I couldn't finish the analogy quick enough so you got saved, maybe. Um. Anyway, but that's neither here nor there. So on the men's side, you know, the New York Open was the uh, talk of the town, no pun intended, and, uh, and a fun tournament. Yeah. You know, so instead of just griping about how it's dumb and doesn't fit anywhere... Um, it seems to be pretty well attended for players at that level. Right. You know, we enjoyed it because, again, we saw our you know players here and they got to see them there. Yeah, and Opelka won his first, I think his first title ever, as far as I know, which is funny because, you know, I didn't think he was that impressive when he was here. And uh, then he goes and wins the tournament. And I think Nishikori did the same thing last year, except he won here. And I think he won there also, back-to-back. So it's kind of interesting if, if people are going to start using this Dallas as kind of like a warm-up for that tournament. Because they're just, I mean, they've got to be pretty similar. Indoor, big city, you know, a lot of the same players. Right. So it's got to give you some confidence if you do well here to go there. Yeah. We also had another um, tournament going on. Blast from the past. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. So we had a 500 going on in Rotterdam. That wasn't a bad word. <laughs> Remember, that's, that's the one that uh, Fetter played last year to get the number one ranking. He just sort of randomly played it. Um, oh, yeah. And then I guess so he must have lost all those points this year. So we had two players that are blast from the past. Yeah. Yet again proving this is the weakest air in the history because <laughs> where has Stan been? Injured. He comes back, makes it all the way to the finals, and loses to Monfils. Yeah, both of those nowhere. guys have been struggling for years. Out of nowhere. Well, Monfi hadn't won a tournament that level, I heard, since Washington in 2016. Since George Washington was president? <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? So that's two and a half years since he's won a 500. Wow. Um, now, as a matter of fact, I don't think he's won that many 500s ever. Maybe probably just one or two others, maybe. And then Walrinka, as good as he's done in slams, he actually hasn't won that many tournaments either. So it was kind of weird to see both those guys in the final. And they both had good wins to get there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, for our purposes, having Stan, the man, back, or Stanimal, as your boy BG Tennis Nation calls him, <laughs> um, having him back in the mix as to that depth that we lament, you know? Well, and he's, my friend is a big Djokovic fan, and he always says that's the only guy that he worries about for Djokovic. Because give him trouble. He always seems to beat him at an important moment. And so if he's feeling good going to the French that will definitely add a little bit more interest to that tournament because right now I see Nadal Djokovic and that's it. Better coming back to me is not interesting because he won't beat either of those guys on clay. There's no chance. Yeah, no chance whatsoever. And he could lose to someone else before that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that, that'll that'll really even more so cement your point of somebody who hadn't played a clay court match he makes in it two to years the, comes back and makes it the semis everybody or the court even if he makes it to the quarters right still yeah that would be an extreme indictment on yeah. uh this uh era yeah how does a guy that's the second best play clay court player in the history of the game <laughs> right because all he does is lose to the dawn finals right, right. come on come on <laughs> Uh, why did you get me off on that tangent? Come on, I forgot all about that whole thing. 
Um, so anyway, so yeah, so it was good to see Stan back, and it adds to the depth. And I hope, uh, I hope he can piece it together. Unlike Delpo, you know, who limps back, and then boom, something will happen. I mean, that's the thing. You, all, it almost makes me worry. These guys are playing this much tennis now. What are they going to be like in June? They just had to play five matches each. Yeah, uh, that that's what. Now, but Stan hasn't had, you know, chronic the, the inter- you know, yeah the the chronic injuries at Delpo. I mean, you just or can't. Monfie. You just can't count on Delpo at all. Yeah, I don't think Monfi. It's just injury. It's you know, apathy and in- injury. Yeah, and when sometimes one leads to the other, who knows? But yeah, I don't see either of those guys turning this into something necessarily. But we'll see. I will say, you know, five hundreds are good. That you know they bring out some good players. I mean, Nisha Corey was the one seed, and I mean, obviously he had injury issues, but he's been back long enough and has right. had good enough results to where he's legit. And, and I mean, Stan took him out in three. And uh, and so, I mean, just like Djokovic, you know, he kind of came back but wasn't all back, and now he's all yeah. back maybe. I mean, beating Ishikori, you know, I think that might be enough. And Milos, he beat Raonic. Right, who he just lost to right, recently. That, that might be enough. And, and Shapovalov. <laughs> no, um, I think this is... That might be enough to say, all right, now he's back. Right, this is definitely his best results in a while. And now I would assume by the French, he's going to be good enough to be seated, which helps with the draws. Yeah, but I mean, you're waiting, you know, because we waited for Djokovic. When, is it, when are we going to start picking him again? Right. Because he's, you know, we don't know. And, well, and you uh, think Stan's... I mean, you think if he's targeting anything on the calendar, it's got to be the French because that's where he's been the best. And you would also think that the the French, the clay court season, will be great for him. It's just less impact, right? Um, longer points though. Yeah. So you take one, you know, one for the other. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping we can call it. I'm hoping we can call it that stands back because it, it's funny how we gripe about the depth, and I think we're right, of course, and of course. I had to convince you, so I was originally <laughs> right. But one player changes everything. It right. changes everything to me. Yeah. Because all I care about is, are we going to have a threat for it to be different? That's right. it. And one person fulfills that need. Yeah, because otherwise it's just the finals already decided. What do I need to watch the first 12 days of the tournament for? That too. Or even if even if one of those two happens to lose, you know that both of them aren't going to. I mean, Marika's been the only one that's kind of upset that over the last few years because he's won right. three slams, right, or just two? I think three. That's what I thought. And so he's been the only one that's disrupted the big four more than once. Consistent, yeah. But, yeah. but really, it's like you said, it's big three, and then you got 4A and 4B with him and Murray, and a lot of people put him above Murray I do because now. of the slams. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got Chilich and Delpo, who each have one, but obviously at any moment have the threat to get there right um so yeah so stan the man and stanimal his nickname is official (laughs) i don't know if you saw this week they were debating something we had debated before about and again they were i'm sure they don't have any other options so they said is uh david ferrer a hall of famer because he was in the tournament again he retired he was in the tournament apparently i don't remember which one i don't know if it was it was the oh he was in the argentina one i think and I don't know how he did, but I know he didn't make it that far. But they were they asked Anacone if he should be a Hall of Famer. And I think he wanted to say no, but he was like, oh, let me think about that a little bit and get back to you. So he didn't answer? No. Woo. Well, at least not when I was watching. He might have they might have come back and right. forced his hand later, but but he probably in the back of his mind thought, Well, if he's not, then who is? <laughs> because that's the whole problem. If well, you put him in, then you got nobody else. Yeah, and you you know, like with baseball, you have some set numbers, you know, strikeouts, right. runs, you know, home runs, whatever it is, you have some set numbers. You get an error like this and no grand slams. Right. You know? He lost to Ramos Vignolas in three sets Oof. in the round of 16, which, I mean, it was a close match, so I mean that's not that bad. But he says he's retiring in May at the Madrid Open. Why you wouldn't retire for the French? I don't know. He but. has been retiring for fourteen <laughs> years. Yes, he's thirty six, and he's going to play Madrid and then retire. What I guess Madrid, doing? Spain. I guess that's why. Yeah, and they'll give him a wild card regardless of his ranking. 
Mm-mm-mm. Now again, I don't want to get ahead of myself or 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 contradict myself, so to speak, um, when we say that the Grand Slams aren't the only thing, right? Um, then we can obviously debate him once he officially retires in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, he might win. We the don't French. have to say now, but I think. There can't be many Hall of Famers that haven't won a slam, if any. I wouldn't think so. But listen, what are they? What are people going to do? Did Marcelo Rios get inducted? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. And he was number one. But what briefly. are we? Right. But what are we going to do? I think what might happen is they might have to, might have to, um, sort of bolster their argument that this isn't the weakest era in the history by saying. Well, of course, nobody could have won Grand Slams in this era. Right. So just getting close is good enough. When they'll be saying, you know, Federer's, Ferrer's record in Slams was this if he didn't play the top four. Well, here, or, here's what here's what Ferrer's won. He's won he won a title in '02. Wow, how old are you? <laughs> um, he won a title in '06. He won three titles in '07, two in '08, two in '10, two in '11. Seven in a banner year in 2012, he won seven, Jeez. including a Masters, uh, 1,000. Was that his only Masters up until then? Uh, so far, yeah. yeah. Um, so then he won two in 13, one in 14, one in five, and one in, I mean, 15, five in 15, and then one in 17. None in 18, and none in 19. That's I mean, not so a, that's a lot of titles, but. That's a lot of titles, man, but. But I bet almost all of them were clay. And clay, clay, hard, clay, hard, clay, grass. Wow. He won Hershtiger Burstra. <laughs> uh, clay, hard, hard, clay, hard, he's clay, won clay. Tournaments. Wow. He won Hershtiger again. <laughs> clay, hard. He won the Paris um, Masters on Which hard. Indoor. Indoor yeah. and hard. Uh, hard, clay, 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 hard, clay, hard, hard, hard. Although I'm not trying to Clay. discount him, but that Paris one is the one that the big players skip a lot of times because it's yes. after everything's already done. Indeed. But that's the one that Sock won, <laughs> which immediately downgrades your winning. Yeah, any tournament Sock <laughs> won. Yeah. So if you're if you're if you're if you back into the year end finals, you're out. But that is a lot of titles. I mean, I'd have to say that's that's a much more than I thought. Impressive. He won. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that makes it tough. And We're he gonna... was a year end top five. Probably ten years at least. Right, man. That. So, so I mean, how can you consistently be a top five player and not be Hall of Fame? I don't know. The greatest era in the history of But then again, you have eleven Masters tournaments a year, so you know if you win one Masters tournament over the fifteen-year career, that's not that impressive when you phrase it like that. That's true too. True as well. All right. Do we care any, anything else about men's tennis? No, were you surprised um, how badly Schwartzman lost to his home country? He's top 15 player. He just got destroyed by Chechenato. That kind of surprised me. Mm. Did it surprise me? No, it didn't because his game is Ferrer-like. Yeah. You know, and so sometimes, you, you know, you're just going to get hit off the court. And he was the other. Chechenato was playing super aggressive. Yeah. But it makes me kind of wonder about his draw, he'll be one of the players to look for. We have so few of those now in the slams. He was one of the ones that will be interesting what his draw is in the French. He could yeah. take somebody out right. that you're not expecting. But he'll probably get matched up against Nadal third round, and then it won't matter. But Well, it could be first round if they only seed four like we want. <laughs> That's right. First round feature match. I like it. All right. Now, let's really get into what... what matters the most and that's women's tennis right yep. after this it's time to join the revolution go to our website tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes email us your questions and comments or give us show ideas all right we're back even though Corey tried to go nowhere in the middle of that uh tease there. tried to do anything i could to stop uh, it yeah, yeah. no <laughs> we're just gonna cancel that's right 
So now, just the depth of results that are interesting to me on the women's side compared to the men's. It's like night and day, man. It's night and day. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, just the amount of play. You have the play. You have the quality ranking-wise, and you got the star power. I mean, even as... And it's weird that they don't pay them as much. <laughs> Was that classified as, as a... I know it's not the same scale, but would that be considered a 250 or 500 compared to the men's? I, dude, listen. I still <laughs> have no... I do this for a living, and I have no idea. I don't know how they do it. Now, listen, if the men changed their system, I wouldn't know what those are either. Well, but they, they have make it easy. It many times. No, 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 but they have the number in the title. So right. I, it's easy. A 250 is lower than a 500, which is lower than a 1,000, which is lower than a Grand Slam. Got it. <laughs> easy. Right. So, anywho, so we had... And again, I'm not going to talk about these in relation to the men because I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> the the women run their own league. They have their own rules, their own prize money scale, and they, except for the Grand Slams, the women are, you know, the masters of their own destiny. Is that a bit much? <laughs> it's true no. though. Yeah. Well, and just a side note, I was telling you before we got on the. They had five lucky losers in this women's tournament. And I was thinking, man, that's got to be like a record. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I looked, and there was actually a tournament in the men's last year that had eight in one tournament. And it was that one they talked about so much where Trunjuletti drove with his grandmother, you know, eight hours. It was the big, they talked about it forever at the right. French Open. So I guess it's not as uncommon as I thought, but it was just weird to see a tournament that high caliber to have that Everybody many lucky losers. Bail. Especially now they don't get paid for... Uh, well, I guess that's the deal. They get paid half their money now for withdrawing. Right. Whereas they used to get paid nothing. Yeah. So maybe there's something to that. Maybe I'll just enter every tournament. If I can't play a big deal, I'll still get half the money. I think there's still some tweaks to that system to work out. So we um, we talked about Fed Cup last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Just the disappointment, sure. yes. Yeah. And so Barty was one of the ones that withdrew of this tournament after her... You're still drunk. You're still hungover. <laughs> I'm celebrating on taking down the evil empire. But uh. yeah, I mean, do you see, I mean, the, the women's, we can hardly read anything into somebody winning because it's a different winner every week, but you know how it, in typical fashion made the finals and then lost, but that's still got to be somewhat encouraging for her. But then we saw some kind of some newer names later in the tournament. So maybe that's something to look forward to later. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I don't listen. First of all, Halep losing in a fashion that is acceptable is two people playing pretty well and her just losing. That's right. all right. Yeah. You know, that's all right. It's not like she fell apart. No, it was three sets and and making the finals. I mean, that's how you get to be number one. It's not by winning, you know, a slam occasionally and it's right. by making finals. Consistency. Semifinals and finals all the time, which is why Serena's never number one anymore because she doesn't play enough. Right. And when she does, it's not consistent. Is that a shot at the queen? <laughs> You're going to get in trouble. Never. Good thing you don't have Twitter because you'd be in big twi- right. Twitter trouble. Well, I'm sure I'd hear how she's the greatest player in every tournament she plays. They should be ranked number one at all times. Agreed. Uh, Yeah, finally, you came around to my side. (laughs) Uh, So this is a uh, a prize money tournament of $916,000. And so it is a premier level. (laughs) But that doesn't seem like the premier level is that every time. I don't understand, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think every tournament is the same. That's that's called the same. Well, because even the challengers and the men's aren't all the same. Right. So I think there's still some other determining factor yeah whether women are in it or not i think (laughs) but um yeah it was it was a good tournament it was a little bit hard to follow live because it was just a weird time zone but uh it seemed like every time i turned it on they were showing halep in a long match it was the same match. No, it was her. Like she was the feature match every time. It seemed like was she? Well, she was the one seed, obviously, and you know. And of course, she has a tendency to play uh, close matches. So, I just I want Svitolina to break through, man. I really do. 
she's got to be one of the most, I mean, she's starting to get to that Zverev category where she's been ranked top five now no, for a long her time. Her volleys are way better, <laughs> way better volleys than uh, Alex. But she's been, you know, ranked in the top five forever. And it's like, what, you know, what more do you need to do? Yeah, but I'm looking, so, you know, Kerber um, loses in the semis and Spitalina loses in the other semi. Um, you know, uh, what do we have? Burton's lost to Mertens in the quarters. I just like saying that. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a text about that. Gurgis loses to Halepin three in the quarters. And it's like, I'm not upset about any of those. It doesn't mean, that's the other thing. Well, maybe winning a, ma- a tournament doesn't mean a lot. Right. But these players losing each other means nothing in a good way right. also. Right. It's not like, oh man, she can't get it done. No, everybody can beat everybody. Which makes it fun. I've got. Do you want me to clarify what we've been talking about? Sure. So premier tournaments. There are oh, twenty. Oh no, he's got the internet. There are twenty per year premier tournaments. Four of them are combined men women equal prize money, six and a half million dollars. That's Indian Wells, Miami, Madrid, and Beijing, which I don't remember Beijing having men's tennis, but I guess they do. And then there's premier five. There's five of these that are two point eight million dollar events. Although it says Doha slash Dubai, so I guess maybe they rotate. So this year it's Dubai, or this year it's Dubai, last year it was Doha. I'm not sure. I don't know. And then Rome, Montreal, Cincinnati, and Wuhan. And then the other ones are 12, but here's what doesn't make sense. 12 events with prize money from $799,000 to $2.5 million. So there's no (laughs) specific amount. And you want me, (laughs) and you want me to back you on your claim that there's unequal prize money <laughs> what in the world is there's there is certainly a fair amount of times that tournaments are going on at the same time that the men are getting paid paid less right oh and for sure nobody talks about that well especially if they've got 20 20 tournaments plus the four grand slams plus the year and that's 29 weeks of tournaments they've got hashtag he too <laughs> i just heard that just this week for the first time um, not for me <laughs> I've never heard it before I just made it That's up right. on the spot but uh, no it was nice to see high caliber competitive tennis with you know well known players and that's what you get in the women's tour kind of consistently year round it's interesting that the men's tour can't seem to get that well the question I asked so I, I texted uh, I texted our friends from uh, the body Server podcast Although I don't know if they're our friends anymore. They Uh-oh. never retweet my tweets anymore. And it's depressing. <laughs> oh, they used to? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So maybe they look at us like competition. I'm like, I think not. <laughs> I think not. Right. There's enough intent. Nobody cares about tennis. So right. there's enough to go around. Yeah. But anyway. People that do have enough time. Yeah. Anywho. Limited resources. Exactly. And nobody, nobody has that front end song like we do. So <laughs> really... I mean, not one single podcast that has anything to do with tennis has anywhere near that bumping intro music. Come right. on now. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I texted them uh, um, that I'm wondering if, and I've brought this up before on this podcast, I think. I don't just save all my good ideas for tweets to other podcasts. Um, I'm wondering in three years when every male player is gone and you're like 30 in the world. It, that's all that's going to be left is uh it, can the women's game carry tennis overall here now i was asking them more specifically about canada because i don't know anything about canadian tennis right do they play with hockey Except skates Braden, on Braden schnur now right right but who cares yeah i mean do they play with hockey skates on i don't know <laughs> is there checking could be <laughs> so i don't know anything about canadian tennis and it's chilly from what i hear right um so I was just wondering, you know, how, how the strength of their tennis was, et cetera. And then, uh, but just generally also whether the women could, could really carry tennis when the men's falls apart because the men, they are on quicksand. Their foundation is built on quicksand. It's almost over. Well, that's what I kind of wonder about. Like we don't ever get to see like tennis ratings because they're not on network, but I would be interesting with the tournaments this week. Like you had three men's tournaments, but none of them, like the highest ranked player that played in any of the, any of them were like seven or eight in the world. So you didn't have the top six players in the world playing anything. And and didn't need to play right. in it either. They were a little over shooting their, 
Mark. But that's what I mean. If that that could be every tournament in two years, because all those guys are going to be gone, right. they'll just be ranked higher, but right. they'll be the same so player. So then, what will you know? That'll be that will be kind of the test. Is will we see a twenty percent drop off, ten percent? Here's what I'll tell you. I think women's tennis could carry tennis if the WTA would do it right. Yeah. If they hired Daniel Stern from the NBA, <laughs> just like the NFL is trying to do, if they could steal him as a commissioner or just have him come in and consult. Right. Again, I got it that the rest of the world's all cool. I got it. I don't care. It's not America. You don't have the money we have. Right. You don't have the buying power we do. Which Well, they don't need him. They're going to merge with the NBA. That too. <laughs> that too. Oh, my God. So if, if if they could bring him in and, and, and consult and say, hey, what are some things we can do? They might be able to really bolster everything and really jump out in front of this issue and be ready right. to be to lead na- tennis internationally overall, men's and women's. Right. But I don't think they're going to take advantage of it. I don't know if they even are paying attention to see it coming. So... Well, and still one of the biggest problems I have is even as much tennis as I got to see this week, it's like, it's always a mystery when you turn it on what you're going to see. Like we've got, there's got to be more, you know, continuity or more transparency with what you when things are on and where they're on and where can you watch them and who's playing. It's just, I turn it on. It just says tennis and it lists five tournaments that it might be. And And that's the tennis channel. Right. And that's because nobody else wants it. Listen, I'm telling you right now, they need to start lowballing their numbers and get on more stations. Right. That's what they need to do. These tournaments need to, I mean, they're short-sighted. Yeah. I, I don't know how any of this works, so I'm just spitballing here. I'm making stuff up. But it seems like the higher priority would be to get on some bigger stations. Right. Instead of short-term cash grab and nobody's going to see your dumb tournament. Right. Yeah, I mean, because then, because the problem is the tennis channel has the rights to it, but they don't have to show it. Like if you know they, right. so they had all three or four tournaments, the rights to them this week, but they can't show you know four tournaments at once. So they basically just pick the one the matches they want. Yeah, whereas tennis we, plus. Yeah, where'd you be better off just being on a different station, which is awful, and they show the whole thing. Yeah, I mean that's that's the the problem with having your tournament there is they can just pick and choose what they want to show. The other option would be to work with YouTube. Right. Or somebody. Any of those. Yeah. And say, hey, broadcast days are over. Right. Because I'll tell you, we're a different bunch. Tennis fans, at least in America, I don't know how the rest of the world is, but in America, we're a different bunch. We are mistreated and abused and led astray (laughs) and forgotten. And so something came along that said, hey, pay this amount of money, flat fee, Every single professional tennis match on the planet you can watch right. at your leisure, live or is it Memorex? <laughs> you remember that, don't you? No. <laughs> you don't remember, is it live or is it Memorex no. commercial? <laughs> the that one with it? the guy in the chair? Yeah. Oh, see, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Memorex, there's... for those who don't know, Memorex was a <laughs> tape company. There you go. Tapes our recording device uh, that we use, a recording medium we used before we had digital and CDs. But you know, CDs are yeah. a digital recording device that lasted about 15 years solid until MP3s. Yeah, how do DVDs on. last this long? They're Did, still going. Yeah, I don't know. But it's weird. But no, I think that's the one market that the streaming companies don't have yet is sports, and that would be the way to start it. Yeah. You know, it's just pick, you know, get, you're not going to get football or, you know, basketball yet, but you pick tennis to start with. Give me the keys. But you got to be able to watch it live. That's the thing. We got to change the, we need to change the name of this podcast to give me the keys. <laughs> we'll drive. Right. Because nobody, I listen, I don't know. Again, I don't know to the, the depth of all the issues that come with running a professional sport. I get it. But here's what I know. Whatever they're doing sucks. Well, and you had tennis BN, channel plus. Rest my case. That's our new jack sock for women's <laughs> tennis. Our 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 ending argument. I saw them on BN was on like a billboard or something. I saw somewhere, and I was like, wow, first time I've heard of them since they dropped tennis. Yeah, but no, you were the one that did tennis channel plus, so you can't watch any live tennis on there, right? Except if it's on the tennis channel right then. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Which, awful. If it's, you have tennis channel, then what we need tennis channel plus for? You already have the channel. 
Well, here's what's funny. They would they would go back and forth and show matches during some tournament, like maybe two weeks ago or something, the Fed Cup and then whatever the men's tournament was going on during during that. And it was the challenger here, I think. Yeah. So they were going back and forth between Fed Cup and like Fed Cup when the US wasn't playing. Right. I think they were showing some stuff. And they at the bottom of both screens it said tennis plus live. Tennis right. plus live. And I'm like, but you're showing it to me on <laughs> Tennis, not exactly. plus. What are you doing? Right. But it, here's what it is. It's like when I go to Pandora, they don't have every single song ever made. Right. Ever. Yeah. But I wouldn't know because the songs they don't have, I'm not aware of. Right. They're obscure. Like, not even close to being aware of. Yeah. And I pay for Pandora. I pay the twelve ninety nine a month version of Pandora too. I'm big time. <laughs> um and I would do the same thing if I could have every like I would do it with the USTA Pro Circuit, yeah, which is now the ITF. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> but you know, whatever it was, if I could watch every professional tournament, I would pay whatever. And then there's no, I don't have to have nine different subscriptions right. to to be in to Fox Sports Southwest to HBO. And you don't have to guess to, which channel they're on either. And you don't, you don't NBC have to search. Sports Plus one, two, eight, nine, and eleven. Well, and um, the problem here's the reason it'll never happen, which we, the main reason to all of our problems is one main reason is there's no controlling body because Hulu, I guarantee, would pay twenty five million dollars right now to tennis if they could have rights to. But every there single is match. no tennis. But they can't pay to it to pay. anyone, right? Here's that's why I'm telling you. I don't know if I should say this just in case I end up as president of this body. <laughs> I, I'd want to do it, and I don't want to let, let anybody know. But the, here's the answer: three letters. Can you guess them? <laughs> Watch your mouth. K E Y key. Give me the key. <laughs> Just the one key. Yeah. ITF. Yes. They have all of the weight behind them, and that is a world ranking junior system, and Davis Cup and Fed Cup, and the Crown Jewels. Right. The four Grand Slam tournaments. Yeah. So they could go to the U.S. Open and say, "Hey, here's what we're going to start doing." We're going to corral this U.S. Open series. We're going to get it where it's the exact same, right? Which it pretty much is now. I mean, I think I don't know who made the U.S. Open do that. I don't think it was the ITF, but and then say, hey, and then do the same thing with the French, and and then say, listen, you four dum dums, you're going to get together and you're going to work together and behave, yeah, and quit this crap so we can make ungodly amounts of money more than you would even dream of making now, right? Because they could. Because the U.S. Open by itself makes $250 million. Oh, yeah. Or more. I mean, that's just the number you hear thrown around all the time. Or more. Right. Now you add in the series. If you could regulate every single Grand Slam had a series and you could regulate them all, and then you could bring all those tournaments under some kind of price control from their end to where they know they're getting a set amount of money, they're getting, you know, they... You can internationalize. Is that a word? Internationalize? Internationalize. That's what I'm going with. I like it. You can internationalize sponsors. Who cares about going to the local attorney's office and getting a <laughs> banner for 250 bucks right. for the week of your dumb tournament? Nope. They're all going to be Mercedes-Benz from the 250 you know, in Washington, D.C., all the way to, you know, uh, Monte Carlo. Yeah. And then the four Grand Slams. And, you know, so maybe not, maybe not. Maybe you'll have the clay court season will have all of its sponsors and it'll be on every tournament. And then, you know, the U.S. Open can do its own thing. Right. You know, but whatever. Well, I mean, you and I know of the 100% of tennis fans, everything, 95% of them are casual. So they right. don't know what channel the tournament on, when a tournament starts, what, you know, when it's on TV, where it's being played. They right. know nothing. They're just turning on a TV randomly and saying, oh, tennis is on. If the, if everybody knew it was in the same location at all times, right. that people would watch so much more tennis, it wouldn't even be funny. I mean, they could immediately watch tennis anytime they wanted live. But all our pipe dreams you crushed because you're right. <laughs> there is no the ten Pay tennis. Right. Give tennis a check. Well, because WTA did it with bn and look how that worked we knew where it was but nobody could see it right um but then it really wasn't that was the they didn't have every if they had every wta tournament i would have gotten it but it was oh some tournaments they had but then the other tournaments that were combined with men's the tennis channel still had it or it was just confusing and that's the way we solve this equal prize money uh debate 
you get somebody like Hulu or somebody to have the exact same options for men's and women's. Yeah. And they're two separate subscriptions. And I think you'd still get a pretty high offer if you set every tennis match except for the four slams. I think you'd still get a you could still get a huge offer. Well, why wouldn't you include the slams? Well, I just mean because the slams are so big, they're gonna want to. They're gonna. They're making so much already. Yeah, but that, but they have to be part of it because they're what they're the only thing that's going to be able to leverage anything right. else. Well, and I mean. if it's only streaming, they could still it could still be on ESPN and you know NBC or whatever. Right, that's could just be. the streaming rights only. Yeah. So I mean, well, my point is that you've got to have that that leverage being used, which is the Grand Slams. Right. They have to be willing to give up a little, but they're ultimately going to gain more control. It's the little tournaments are going to be the problem. Yeah, and who and how much money does little tournament get? Like the Challenger of Dallas now is on that streaming platform, but how much money do they get? They don't count. We, we we can do a whole different thing between <laughs> that. I mean, that's fine. I mean, we can't have it all. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that would be ideal. Well, the problem is how you to differentiate who gets the money from tournament to tournament. Well, based on what level it is, but see, that's kind of how it happens now. I mean, the tournament doesn't get to decide what level it is, right? You know, all the governing bodies of each group decide that, and so that is one level of. Well, power. I need to find out. I probably can find out with my connections what oh, how much money he's got connections. How much money the Dallas Challenger got for that being on the tennis channel, if anything. Right. I'd be curious if they got anything. Maybe it's just exposure so they don't even get anything for it. Is this what journalists do? Do they go, like, <laughs> find out facts and stuff? Yeah, I mean, they, and they probably don't talk about it first. They probably actually do it they and don't then talk about it. Nah, not in this day and age. They speculate first. <laughs> right. And then it's all wrong, and then they never apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Fake news. Oh, yes. Was that a good Trump? That I was know. pretty good, actually. I that was know. more of the Baldwin Trump. But yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Baldwin kind of guy. <laughs> Holy moly, I think we solved it again. Yeah, as usual, Every, we didn't talk much anything about women's tennis. <laughs> no, we did. Well, we talked about the fact that the results don't matter on the plus side. They don't. Whereas the men's don't matter on the negative side. That's really what it boils down to, that no matter what happens on the men, the same three are going to end up in the in the end. And on the women's side, the results don't matter because anybody could end up at the end. And that's wonderful, whereas the men's is not. The reason I want the men's results to matter is because we had six unique finalists this week. I would love to see any of those six do something next week. They won't. If we have four or six different finalists next week, then it's like, okay, great. You had your one week where you got on a roll and that was it. By the way, I do think, I can't remember because I don't pay attention to anything. (laughs) I do believe I ran across something... um, somewhere about this being a weak era oh yeah somebody's listening to the podcast <laughs> i mean somebody that matters all our fans they don't matter well i mean you have i mean to, they matter but you know what i'm saying you They're have not on to TV. recognize that it's a weak era when the big four don't play i mean there's no disputing that yeah and we just had opelka and schnur make the finals of an atp 250 i mean that's gotta mean something even though that was a 250 but still well, the bottom line is we're so far ahead of the curve. These people got to get their lives together and get on board because <laughs> right. I've been right since we've been doing this thing, which is how long now? Feels like forever. You- <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I'm what trying to be it? serious. A year and a half? I don't know. You've been doing it for two years at least. Yeah. And I've been on this bandwagon since the beginning. This has been the week. This has been my contention. And you've never said about said that about the women. So you can't just say we're cynical or pessimistic or whatever, you know. We've never said the women's is a that's true. ever. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that's what people that's criticize not, us for. It's not like just our shtick to say that. It's it's really well-reasoned right. uh, and thoughtful commentary. And that was, it just keeps getting That was a good proven. news voice, wasn't it? It was, and it just keeps getting proven every week. So, you know. And it depresses me. So it's not like that's what I want either. I would be great to just say, oh, look at that. Real tennis. It's amazing. Well, and by the way, when Djokovic wins all four slams this year, is he better at 32 than he was at 28 or 26 or 30? The answer is no to all of those. And then he wins all four slams. So the only possible answer is the tour is weaker. So Agreed. that'll help us too. Yeah, and, and again, none of these – here's the, here's what the other clincher is, that nobody can argue with us on the other end of that because – no one, I mean no one, cares about Djokovic. 
Right. It's all about the big two, yeah. really. And so, all, you know, he has one, uh, you know, spectacular year. Right. One spectacular year and then gets injured. And I said, point blank, no, he'll he'll never look like that again. Right. But that was because I I wouldn't have thought he would look like that again a year later healthy. Right. Because it was such a high, it was, you know, whatever, such domination that how can you do it again? And boy, I'm close to being wrong, which is weird for me. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we're right. Yep. And I was right first. How how much did I have to drag? How how much did you fight me on that? Um. Well, what made it easier was that I was never a huge Federer or at all fan. Um. So I it was okay for me to find a reason not just talk about how incredible they were forever, like everybody else does. So that part was easy. It was difficult. More you difficult. sort of laughed me off, though. Yeah, it was more difficult to think, okay, everybody else is just bad. I thought they're just amazing, because that's what you always hear. It's real easy just to believe, oh, they're just the greatest ever. Man, what a feeling, having a young buck like you under my wing and learning <laughs> and coming along. It's been wonderful. You know what else would be wonderful? If these folks would follow us on Twitter. <laughs> and by the way, I have a confession to make, and it's not even something I did wrong. The two people that won the bags yes. for the tweet contest, they've never responded <laughs> on Twitter. But wait, I followed them on Twitter just to like make sure I got them and right. you know, and then I sent a message and they never replied. But every all they do is retweet tweets about contests. Huh. It's strange. So they're just looking to win things, but then they didn't claim it. But in their profile things, they they followed me way before this, so it's right. not like, so I don't know. It's strange. Um, maybe they're the same person, and I just picked them by <laughs> blind luck. So I'm gonna go back through and and try to and try to do something different. So yes, if you're listening, reach out if you want your bag. Otherwise, yeah, if you're those two people that were we said like three weeks ago, it's too late. If not, I'm gonna go back through and pick a new tweeter. So follow us on Twitter at uh, Tennis Rev Pod. And don't follow if you're not going to retweet the episodes. For the love <laughs> of all things holy. Also, visit us at Tennis Revolution Podcast, um, the Tennis Revolution Podcast on YouTube, because we're on YouTube, kicking it now, doing our thing, as they say, the youngsters say. <laughs> and then we are on, what are we on again? Oh, yeah. Instagram. Everything. Uh, Instagram is Tennis Revolution Pod. So say it all the way out. And that is for no particular reason, because we will not send a send a picture out ever. And I think that's the point of Instagram. <laughs> not to us. No, not to me at all. So yeah, follow all, uh, us on all those mediums, and on Twitter for the love of Pete, and on YouTube. I don't know how YouTube spread it out. Hey, by the way, review or something maybe. YouTube's kooky. It's all new to me. But I think if you review it and give it a million stars and all the rest of it, it'll spread it quicker. Because uh, I'm not getting that out very much. We don't have a lot of views. We have some, but I think they look at it and see it's not a video, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> we can't see those hunks of men that have those sexy voices." <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, so we're just going against the grain. Everything YouTube, no, we're not putting a video. <laughs> Instagram, no, a we're not. A lot putting pictures. of people do the no video thing. <laughs> no, I to know. Be fair. <laughs> Nobody does the Instagram no picture thing. That's, no, that's, we that's were trendsetters on that. Certainly unique. <laughs> um. By the way, just in, for unrelated to everything, I do not recommend playing college matches in 36-degree <laughs> weather with a wind chill of 32. So there's been a lot of talk this season about temperature rules and all that, and it's funny how every league kind of has their own rules, but the bottom line is if you're out there and it's not fun, why do it? But again, that goes back to our long-ago topic about tennis being a sissy sport. It's like every time I cancel, I get somebody sitting back, what, you're canceling? It's... You know, it's 35 degrees. Why are you canceling? And it's like, because it's one, I want it to be fun. I want you to want to come back. I don't want you to hate me when you're out there. So the fact that we're not a quote unquote tough guy sport or girl, uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to be out there with my fingers numb, right. my, my feet blocks of ice and my ears like frostbitten. <laughs> and by the way, at a certain temperature, the ball doesn't bounce. It right doesn't anymore. at all. I mean, it's like a, a brick. Well, and that implies that like other sports want to be out there in the cold. They don't want to be. They don't have a choice. 
Like just because they don't cancel for cold doesn't mean they want to be out there. <laughs> exactly. You know, they're, they're, they have to. Like if, if I told the ten, tennis people we were having a match and you had to be there, they're going to be there. Hey, just because a fat guy in the stands has his shirt off with his chest painted doesn't mean that the team he's cheering for wants to be out there. Okay. <laughs> right. He's yes. hammered. Okay. <laughs> he's hammered. Right. And he's not playing. No, exactly. Yeah. So we're all right. We're tough. Yeah. We're tough. Thank you. So not you, but in general, we, <laughs> the tennis that doesn't right. exist, the general tennis that doesn't exist. All right, so follow us on all those mediums. Spread the word. Tell all your friends. Tell all your opponents, all your fans. You might have fans. And uh, let's keep this thing moving and growing and uh, spreading the word of tennis. Because uh, in America, boy, we need it. <laughs> all right, anything else? That's it. No corner, huh? No. Thank goodness. <laughs> all right, everybody. Until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.